Welcome to Tight Ends, a fantasy football podcast based out of the UK. As always, I'm Fitz, your co-host. I'm Commissioner of the Anglo-Scott Fantasy Football League and GM of the Chilton Stallions. Uh, I'm joined, our regular co-host, uh, Ewan Fleming. Flem, how are you, sir? Um, I'm all right, actually. I am better than I was last week okay. uh, when I was a very, very angry man. You were so pretty... I mean, I will... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I was, I, I was, I was pretty at the end of my tether last week. I'm not going to lie. Uh, yeah. but I'm, I'm better this week. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, yeah, I'd, yeah. We'll get to the results of our fantasy football week 13 shortly, but uh, equally uh, up and down, up and down. But let's not let's get not get into that quite yet because we've got a third our guest this week, uh, and it is Mr. Paul Radden of the Essex Mouseketeers. How you doing, mate? I'm very well. How are you guys? I, yeah, love, I love this song so much. <laughs> That's proper childhood kind of nostalgia right there. That is. That is. I love that show. <laughs> right. Well, let's dive in. This week, we've got loads to get through. We've got our What Three Things, our results of our Week 13 uh, matchups, which is one week before the final week of Whoa. our regular season. And uh, and then we've got one or two little bits of AOB. So uh, let's dive into our What Three Things. Well, well, well. Look, guys. Normally, I'm, I, I do the honourable thing and stand back and let uh, other people chip in with their things that have got them tripping. But this week, uh, I've got to, I've got to take prerogative and go first. Um, uh, and uh, Flem, play a clip. It explains what my one is this week. Down to two. They get it off. Garoppolo in trouble. Yeah, and I mean, for me, that was the clip. It was early in the first quarter. Jimmy goes down. Yeah. I mean, I'm a Niners fan, have been since the 80s. I try not to make my one thing that makes me go tripping about the Niners if I can help it in most weeks. But uh, 49ers, right? Number one defense in the league. Uh, eight and four record. Turning it on. Traded for McCaffrey. Array of weapons, defensive stars, just loaded, right? And and right up there as a potential contender in a very weak NFC. Trey, I say this from the off. The uh, Trey Lance versus Jimmy G debate at the start of the season and in preseason. I'm a I'm in Lance's camp, right? I'm all about the rook. Uh, well, he's a rookie last year, not this year. But I'm all about him. He's our future. He's cheap. You know, I'm just all about um, you know Trey. He goes down early on in the season with his own foot ankle injury, which is him out for the year. Jimmy goes, comes in, does a decent job. Jimmy, being as good as Jimmy can be, you just get behind him because he's your quarterback. Then he goes down, and I'm just like, fuck me! How many other like how many other teams have two starting quarterbacks go out in the season? I, I literally, yeah. I was looking earlier, I couldn't see it. I could yeah. not see who was the last team to lose two starting quarterbacks. I'm sure there would have been some time. Who knows? So many years ago, but I just couldn't see it. And uh, and yeah, and so let me ask you. And I want to ask you this. And and I don't even know what my. It just got me tripping, just because I'm just a 49ers fan who's frustrated. 
Purdy comes in, Mr. Irrelevant, last pick of the draft, does a good job, two TDs, one interception, gets us across the line. Let's be honest, the defense got Niners yeah. across the line. Um, is he going to win a Super Bowl? I don't think so. Will he make make? Will he help San Fran make the playoffs? Maybe even win a game or two. Maybe probably gets to the playoffs. But I just I wanted to come and bring this topic to you guys. Kind of pick me up off the floor. Like, where where do you see the future for the Niners for the rest of the season? Look, first of all. Um, you're right. There's there's a major part of what could have been this season. Because yeah. you're right, they are loaded, absolutely loaded. Uh, their defense is better than anybody else's. Bringing in McCaffrey, um, you know, really, really loaded. I am with you on the Trey Lance. I think he's the future. Um, I think he's got a lot of potential. I think he's I think he's a great quarterback. I love the story. I absolutely love the story of Mister okay. Irrelevant. Coming in, yeah. Um, I think he's the first ever Mister Irrelevant to throw a touchdown pass in the NF- in the NFL. I think so. I, I think I read that. Yeah. Um, there has been a Mister Irrelevant who's won a Super Bowl, like he's a defenseman. Um, but but oh. that is that is the first quarterback who's thrown a touchdown pass in the NFL who's been Mister Irrelevant. Yeah. There is zero pressure on Brock. Read it. When you think about it, this mm. guy is the last pick in the draft. Okay. I've seen, I actually saw the videos of him before, you know, because when you're Mr. Irrelevant, you get Mr. Irrelevant week and do all this kind of cool stuff and there's a lot of yeah, charity yeah. work and you go yeah. out and get all this fun stuff, give yeah. them to you and presents, all that kind of stuff. He seems like a brilliant down-to-earth guy and he was loving that shit. You know, he was having a great old time. So to be thrown into it, yeah, okay, there's an element of you being thrown into it, but there's no pressure on this guy. He's not expected to do much, really. He's a third-choice quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um. So, you know, in my mind, there's an element of, provided his head's on his shoulders, go out there, have a throw, enjoy your football. Anything could happen. Are they going to win the Super Bowl? No. No, they're just, they're just, they're just not. Uh, could they have won the Super Bowl with Trey? Possibly. They've got Maybe. deep in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, but, look, I, 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 reckon, I reckon there's a story in here. It would not surprise me if they go relatively deep into the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. How about you, Paul? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree with you, Flynn. No pressure now at all. I mean, for me, a little bit, how far did they expect to get with Trey Lance? I mean... Oh, man, I'm come not, on. I don't know. He didn't look that great when he was oh, playing. Oh, good. Uh, good. I would... I'll I, I say this now. I think I he's think a work that, in progress. I think no, he will be great, but... 49ers could have won Super Bowl last year if they had played Lance, but they chose to play Garoppolo, who was injured. And he had that awful game against the Rams. Yeah, I think True. I think they would have at least got to the Super Bowl if not beating the Bengals. I got I I have every belief in that. Well, maybe like what Flynn was saying, no pressure. Obviously, you've got McCaffrey, so you can mix it up with a run game. You're not just totally throw dependent. Excellent yep. defense, Bosa, like three sacks. I think at the weekend oh, looked immense. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah who, who knows? I mean, if. He got off to a good start, got a win against the Dolphins, obviously good team. Yeah, true. Why not? Why not? Yeah. And you're right, he came in the first quarter, you're right, he threw two, two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, threw a couple, I mean, I saw I saw a couple of plays he had, um, uh, throwing plays to McCaffrey that he had, which were, yeah. you know, phenomenal. So, you know, he didn't shit the bed, that's no. for sure. No, he didn't. Uh, and, he, and he had every right to. No, he's got, you got to win. I, I mean, look, I look at the remaining games, they've got Tampa this week. Then they've got Thursday away at Seattle. Mm, away at Seattle, which yeah. will be tough. 
uh, Washington. Uh, they've got Cardinals uh, as the last game of the season at home. They've got Washington at home. And uh, I'm trying to think, is that it? No, there's another game, isn't there? I'm forgetting who the last one is. Um, so like, no, no huge kind of games you look at that and they go, nah, they're definitely not going to win that one. You know, a, I mean, a couple might go either way, but but you don't look at them and go, oh, they get, they'll get battered by them. You know, they don't have a, a Bills or a Chiefs or whatever. Uh, well, Buccaneers at home, Bucks got good D, but yeah, you should be able to handle the Bucks offense because they're awful. Seahawks mm. away will be tough if it's noisy. Yeah, that'll be the toughest. Commanders at home, Commanders are in the playoff hunt, but mm, it'll be competitive. Raiders on New Year's Day away. Good pass rush, you know, Crosby and co should win that. Cardinals at home, yeah, you should win that. I mean, yeah. should make uh, should make the playoffs actually. Yeah, you've got. I, actually, we're talking about it. It's making me feel a bit more comfortable. Oh, you know? good. I'm glad. Has this been a good therapy session for you? It's been a great therapy session. And uh, <laughs> You're yeah, welcome. Fucking, you know, fuck it. Yeah, we're going to win the Super Bowl. Mr. Irrelevant is going to be turned into a fucking Hollywood movie. Oh, do you know what? Oh, no. I, 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 nothing would give me more pleasure now. I would fucking love that. Hollywood's going to Can you imagine? Uh, can you imagine if Brock Pierce comes in, wins the Super Bowl from being Mr. Irrelevant? That would be amazing. That's, that's yeah, that's, yeah. But right, let's, let's not waste any more time in it. The proof will be in the podium of the Niners. Yep. No one's going to pick up Purdy on fantasy, by the way. Let's not be. Let's not go too far. But I just realised I called him Brock Pierce. That was someone completely different. You did Brock call him Purdy. Pierce. Yeah. You put yeah. your running back on your mind, haven't you? I do. And, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, that's great. Made me feel a lot better. Good. Um, and uh, yeah, on the uh, Los Angeles Rams shit, by the way. Just just want to sneak that one in. I don't often do kind of little digs at other teams, but the Rams are as bad as the Gators. Well, do you know what? That leads in very nicely to my one thing. All of it in that place because it's probably story of the week. It's this guy. In field goal range, third and nine. Mayfield rips it. End zone. Touchdown. Held on to by Brashard Perriman. For the Browns rookie quarterback. Yeah. Second and ten. Story of the week, I think it's probably fair to say. In fact, just broke yesterday. We're recording this on Wednesday. And I think this the story just broke yesterday, didn't it? That Baker Mayfield is officially mm-hmm. an L.A. Ram. Mm-hmm. Um, now, there's so much to talk about on this story. I think you know, there's 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 layer upon layer upon layer upon layer of stuff. Um, first of all, was it a good move by the Rams? I've got my thoughts on this, but I'd love to hear your thoughts about it. Second of all, uh, coming into San Fran uh, or coming back to San Fran again, a story's just broken this morning that I, that I read. Now, how reliable it is or otherwise, but there is apparently a story going round that. Uh, the 49ers submitted but then later rescinded a waiver claim for Mayfield because Christian McCaffrey reportedly stated he would refuse to take the field if Mayfield joined the team. Uh, now, how believable or not that is, I don't know, but, you know, it's very, very interesting. Um, and uh, the, the the last one that I find really interesting is the Baker Mayfield-Sean McVay potential uh, relationship. That's going to go on there. Um, I read a great story about they they met uh, on the plane to the NFL draft when uh, Mayfield got drafted as 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 the number one pick, and they got on really really well and then went total opposite directions and kind of kept in contact a little bit. Um, yeah, as I say, I've got my I've got my feelings about whether this is a good move for both Mayfield and for the Rams, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on it first of all. Uh, I think it's a good move. I, I don't know what it is. I've got a soft spot for Baker. Yeah, I think he's he's one of them likable guys. Um, he's got a good arm. 
but he's erratic. I think a confident Baker's a decent player, but I think he had a bit of issues at the Browns with Beckham was saying, you know, oh, he's not throwing me the ball and things like that. I don't think all that's really helped him. Um, could the Rams be his new home? Well, why not? I mean, obviously Stafford's out for the season. The Rams, I mean, they're having a terrible season. Terrible. Yeah. Um, I mean, as a Lions fan, I hope they carry on having a terrible season because <laughs> we've got their first round draft pick. And I think at the moment they're about third. So uh, that's helping the Lions no end. But with regards to Baker, I think it's a decent move. Um, and you just don't know. He could just settle in nicely and could come up trumps. Yeah. What's your thought, Fitz? I just, okay, number one, I love the move. But I love the move as a Niners fan because I don't want him anywhere near my franchise. We don't need someone yeah. like that in my team. I well, when, you say, when you say someone like that, what do you mean? Well, there's the thing that, Paul just mentioned the the Odell Beckham thing. Didn't throw to him. Odell Beckham's dad did that video, and all the times he didn't want to throw to him. It was uh, who was that player at Carolina, uh, the Panthers, who can play? Was it Robbie Anderson? Who was like, oh no, you know, he didn't want him, and then he suddenly appeared as their quarterback. Like for me, there's no, there's a little bit of smoke without fire kind of thing coming into play. Look, why are receivers complaining about this guy? And I. But don't get me wrong, stats are okay. They're not awful. They're not, you know, lighting the world up either. The thing for me, uh, that's, I, did, I can't shift it, is I think he's a bit of a Johnny Manziel. Mm. I think he, I've, heard, he's, I've heard that name. He's not. He's not that. He's not as bad as, but he's down the Johnny Manziel level of the kind of spectrum. And how bad has it got that the Browns went away and got, went and got a deviant, a sexual deviant, allegedly? But let's be honest, we all probably think it's true. And they went and got this sexual deviant, allegedly, allegedly. as their quarterback, allegedly. Uh, over you, Baker, we just still got a fifth-year option on your, on your contract. I mean, no. I, it is all kinds of warning signals. Receivers, the Browns are a dysfunctional team. Went and got someone else who was a deviant, allegedly. Uh, his stats are okay. I just. No, I'm just glad he's gone. I'm glad he's as a Niners fan. I'm glad he's gone to the Rams. I didn't want him. I just didn't want him. I think. I think. Well, McVeigh, you're welcome to him. Yeah, I've got a couple of thoughts on that. And and leading on from what you said in the 49ers, I think it, I think it's right. Now that story about McCaffrey, whether it's true or not, I don't yeah. know. Now, um, in in my mind, it's kind of it's 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 very interesting because you've got the 49ers who have just you know probably had to expend a great deal of energy getting. Brock Purdy's confidence up, you know, a, a lot, and kind of say, yeah. look, you're you're just doing that, you know, get his confidence up for for a playoff run, and then, like, they were behind, obviously, the Rams and the waivers um, yeah. in the waivers position anyway, and it became relatively yeah, yeah, yeah. clear that the Rams were going to get him, even if the 49ers did want him, you know, if they if they did kind of go and say publicly or otherwise, even set some feelers out. I mean, what's that going to do to Brock Purdy? To yeah. say, oh, we've just put all this confidence in you, but by the way, actually, we're looking to replace you. Or, or we didn't manage to do it. So yeah. I, I, I don't think the 49ers was ever really a possibility. Yeah. But I think it's actually a brilliant move, right? Think about just now how many quarterbacks are etched in stone for next season. To me, Bills, Dolphins, Chiefs. Not many. Chargers. Probably Jags, Lawrence, Browns, Eagles, Prescott, Murray, uh, Broncos. <laughs> uh, no, probably the Bears at the moment. In fairness, as well. Yeah, Bears okay. would be. Yeah. I've, I've had a look. There's not a lot of 
real stud quarterbacks coming through in the draft. No. Um, I'm not saying we're in a quarterback drought just now, but you know, it's it's not it's there's not a huge abundance of potential game changers. You know, and on top of that, Andy Dalton's still starting matches, right? Mm-hmm. Taylor Heineke is kind of seen as a above average replacement type of player. Yeah. Um, and Gino Smith's going to be hanging around, you know, yep. next season. So put all that together, I think it's a brilliant move. I really do think it's a brilliant move. Yeah, but you're. Ram- well, hold on, Flem. Hold on. You're forgetting that this this off season, Rogers might move. Brady will be a free agent. Lamar Jackson will be a free agent. You know, you know what I mean? Like, it's not just about the draft. There are quarterbacks who are coming up to a point when they might get tagged, but they could be free agents. Brady definitely will be. Could be, but 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 look. At the end of the day, they get the Rams. Okay, doesn't work out. They get a replacement draft pick as well. You know, in the off season. Yeah. If if it, if it doesn't work out, so well well what, if someone else signs him. If someone else signs it, yes, you're right. But so, so at the end of the day, it's a bit of a no risk. Yeah, yeah, they're not going to do anything this season, I suppose. Get some exactly. something. Exactly. Yeah, and if and if anyone can get the Baker Mayfield that we want out of him, to me, Sean McVay. Oh, I just can't wait for the car crash. I just can't, like, <laughs> literally can't wait for it. Fucking Aaron Donald fighting Ramsey having an argument with him about. Oh something. yeah, Aaron, yeah. There's every chance that Aaron Donald, will, you know, do his classic take off the helmet and batter him around the head with it. Oh, but you know, it. let's see. Let's see. <laughs> throw three picks in his first game. You like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Which again, I think is a nice segue. I mentioned Geno Smith. Paul. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. My thing this week. Um, saw a bit of the Seahawks game this week, um, and I just feel. Geno Smith is just somebody who nobody's talking about. So I thought I'd bring him up because, see. Rams bring pressure. Smith gets a pocket clean. Open his locket down the sideline inside the 10. Cuts back. Touchdown, Seattle. Yeah, go Lockett is my boy as well. About the only person <laughs> who scored me any points this week. Um, yeah, I just feel like he's completely under the radar. Um He's not that big name that everybody wants as their QB, but they're there. Seahawks are seven and five, um, well in the playoff picture. Um, And I just feel like obviously when Wilson left and Gino become the starter, it was met with groans. You know, it was like, oh, you know, he's just not that franchise name. Um, He'd, He's been moved around the league a bit. Obviously, the Jets signed him from the draft. Didn't work out there. And in fact, a little bit of things went on there. He had his jaw broken by another player after an altercation. And then he he went to a couple of other teams. But this season, stats are really solid. He's thrown 22 TDs, only six picks. Already well over 3,000 yards uh, through the air. And it's just... A nice story, really, that he's this guy who thought like he probably wasn't going to get his shot, and he has. Yeah. I mean, have you guys thought much about Gino, or, or are you the same? He's just flying under the radar, the Seahawks in in general. Totally flying under the radar, mate. Totally flying under the radar. And um, and, I, and I think the, the, the thing about it is, like, he, he's a guy who's played backup his entire career, uh, and suddenly he's in the spotlight. Um and it's just, just getting on with his job, I think it's probably yeah. fair to say. What do you think, Fitz? I mean, it's different because you're, I mean, you're a Bills fan, right? I'm a uh, 49ers fan, so it's my division. So I'm a bit more aware of what's on the radar in terms of what's going on in the other teams in that division. Um, 
I watched the Niners Seahawks game earlier this season and he didn't do anything versus the Niners. I think he threw one pick and didn't get a single touchdown, less than 200 yards. The Seahawks that day were awful. Um, just as a team, generally, it wasn't Geno's fault. Yeah. I do like the story, though. I like yeah. it. I like the journeyman story. Different coming back up, different teams. Was backing, he was backing up Wilson last year, wasn't he? And, and yeah. he came in a few games when Wilson was down injured. Um, and, and this season, it's really shown. Actually, I like that's the bit I like about this. Russell Wilson's got the Broncos and has fallen on his <laughs> ass. And, and, uh, and Gino's really kind of flying high with the um, Rain City bitch pigeons. So uh, He's got uh, some nice <laughs> weapons around him. Obviously, he's got two decent receivers oh, in Metcalf yeah. and Lockheed. And yeah, they've no. got a run game going now with um, yep. uh, Kenneth Walker as well. So, you know, they're not, yeah. again, totally yeah, reliant on the Yeah, but I don't think their running game's that. You know, I think actually their running game's... You're, you're right, you mentioned Walker now, and he's kind of coming coming into a game. But, I mean, I think their running line's not been brilliant this season, and their offensive line has been mm. dodgy as sin. Uh, I mean, I think Wagner hit him for a couple of belters at the, the, the weekend <laughs> as well. You know, really, you know, Bobby Wagner absolutely floored him uh, quite a few times. And, and you know, th- that in itself, for a quarterback to pick yourself up after getting hit by Bobby Wagner, Jesus, sure. you know, uh, that's that, that can't be a bad thing either. You know, you're right, look, great story. Um, did anyone consider drafting him at the beginning of the season in fantasy? Absolutely not. No, no chance. You know? No, he was on yeah. waivers, wasn't he, for us in our league? Oh, I think so, yeah. Is, uh, is, has anyone picked him up? Or is yes. Me. <laughs> a few weeks back when uh, Fields uh, got injured I, someone, I mean, a couple of weeks ago well yeah. someone had him before you I'm sure the Grizzlies had him Barry had him for the Grizzlies but it, again wait from waivers right he's yeah. he's yeah. he's one of those players that's gone again under the radar for us in fantasy in fantasy terms in definitely he's, heavy. he's not like superstar but he's like 20 no. points plus every week which again would people have thought that you know no, no. he's done quite well bless him well look that's, a, that's, a, that's an interesting, it's a very NFC West, what three things that we've all been tripping on this week. NFC, I think, NFC, NFC West QB, what three things QBs, as well. <laughs> absolutely. So very, uh, very centric this week, but uh, quite rightly so, I think. All the stories, all the big stories definitely were Niners and Rams related, uh, Flem. And uh, this one's just come in this evening. Jimmy G, as we've been recording, mm-hmm. or at least I've read it while we've been recording. Oh, 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 wait, 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 let me get my breaking news. Now you can go. Breaking news for you who probably already were already aware of this from yesterday uh, when you listen to this podcast. But Jimmy G might be back for the playoffs. Oh, so really? there, yeah, there was it's just come through. Uh, he's not done anything on his foot that requires surgery, and if it goes according to plan, he could be back for the conference championship if the Lions get that far. Oh, wow. oh. I mean, now that that is that is going to be interesting. I mean, look, if if Purdy gets. That far with the Niners, you've got to ride the Purdy train, haven't you? All the way, you, you have can't. To, you have to, yeah. Gotta, I mean, yeah. Can you can you imagine if that were to happen? I mean, after I'm surprised by that because it looked like he'd broken his foot all day long. Oh god, like um, I stood on it. Yeah, oh, yeah. nasty. That's probably so. Brutal. Yeah, I'm anyway, riding. I'm riding the Purdy train. I thought I'd, I thought I'd throw that in just at the end, but uh, yeah, good. What three things, guys? Okay, Fitz, thank you as always for that. And now it's time. Oh, God. We're getting near the end of the season. 
Um, but here is the week 13 review of the Anglescot Fantasy League. Okay, big week this week. Some things got absolutely decided. Some things are still up in the air. First of all, uh, top versus bottom. The Bears, then Grizzlies, beat the Ockingain Alligators 200 points to 174. What that means is that the Bears, then Grizzlies will definitely finish top. And more importantly and hilariously, the Ockingain Alligators are definitely out of the playoffs. Uh, the Reading Renegades uh, beat the Essex Musketeers in a very close match this week, 182 points to 178. Another close match was between the OBS Wolfpack and the Chiltern Stallions, with the Wolfpack coming out 236 to 224 winners. And finally, the Byfleet Sharks battered the Benali Bobags. Uh, 223 <laughs> points to 193. Uh, you know, I said I wasn't angry earlier. I've just remembered that I've lost six in a row and I'm fucking furious again. Uh, what does that mean <laughs> for the league? Well, as we said, uh, the uh, Bears and Grizzlies are now guaranteed top spot with an 11 and 2 record. Uh, the second bye week is up for grabs for whoever finishes second and it's going to be either the OBS Wolfpack or the Chiltern Stallions. They are both on an 8 and 5 record. The Byfleet Sharks are in fourth place, the seven and six, and the Essex Musketeers are in fifth place in six and seven, both guaranteed playoff places as well. The final playoff place is up for grabs. Currently in pole position are the Benali Ballbags in sixth place with a five and eight record, but the Reading Renegades are just behind them, one game behind with a four and nine record. And importantly, the Ballbags take on the Renegades this week. And as we say at the bottom, the Ockingain Alligators with a 3 and 10 record it's an absolute shitter for them uh, shall we go into the results gentlemen dive in okay let's let's take the piss first of all shall we it seems only fair. Let's start off with that top against bottom uh, game with the Bears Den Grizzlies taking on the Ockingain Alligators. The Bears Den Grizzlies uh, guaranteed top spot with it by winning a hundred, sorry, winning two hundred points to one hundred and seventy-four points, closer than many people anticipated. But another loss for the Ockingain Alligators, their tenth of the season. Let's hear what manager Broadwood had to say. Please leave your name and phone number after the beep. We will return your call. It's all over. That's going to be my ringtone now, by the way. It's all, it's over. all over. It's all over. <laughs> it's all over. It's all over. That's kind of it's like... All over. That's the, I mean, this might be the wine in me talking, but that sounds like the kind of thing you don't want to be hearing on your voicemail and, <laughs> and the lights go out. And someone's cut the power to your house and then you get a voicemail and he, that voice comes on. It's all over. <laughs> and then you hear a tapping at the window. <laughs> well, conversely, and let's do it very quickly. This is what manager Barry of the Grizzlies had to say. See you later, alligator. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, they're yeah. just late. Paul, I mean, you must be delighted. You've had this ongoing battle with yeah, the alligators. <laughs> 100%. He was out of his league, obviously. Um, yeah, seeing him rooted to the bottom, 
Oh, he's in, yeah, he's in a terrible, terrible state. WhatsApp group, he's not not a happy bunny. So, yeah, it's all over. I agree. Look, like, I'm, I'm, don't get me wrong, I'm delighted as well after last week. And I'm not going to go over last week again because my blood pressure has just about recovered. Um, but um, to have to deal on the podcast with him last week when he was just fucking atrocious to deal with. I mean, absolutely atrocious. Okay. I enjoyed so, it. I, I bet you did. I know you didn't care. <laughs> but for me, it was yeah. absolute filth. Um, look, I'm saying this well in the knowledge that it could all go horribly wrong for me. But to know that he was he was out of it first is, is good news. And listen, Barry gets top of the league. He's going to get the bye. Yep. I'm going to throw something out, though. Right? He's won four in a row. Yeah, great. Top of the league. Mm-hmm. And with, uh, mm-hmm. What was the overall record? Um, 11 and 2. Yep. You know, I mean, I mean, really good record. He's not outscoring lots of people in the league. No. He's been quite lucky with his matchups in that he scored against um, you know lower scoring teams. Um, so you know it's not a guaranteed run to the final here. He's got a couple of players who are playing for him. You know McLaurin and uh, and Pollard who've both been waiver pickups who've been phenomenal the last few weeks. But it's not he's not going to have it all his own way. I don't think. No. I mean, it's a, once we get to the playoffs, we, anyone who knows fantasy knows it's a part lottery, isn't it? Like, yeah, you got to make the right choices. you got to build the right squad, but a little bit of luck. And I think you're right. I mean, getting a bye is good. It means he only has to do two games to win the championship after this week. Yeah. Um, but uh, I I look at the, the teams who are playoff bound or could be playoff bound, and they're not the one I worry about facing the most. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, right. Speaking of which, let's go on to your game, Shelby Fitz. Um, okay. A, a loss. You, you yeah. get quite a few of them recently yes. uh, against the OBS Wolfpack. I mean, the the, the normal high scoring OBS Wolfpack, the highest scoring team in the league again this week. You know, they, yeah. they're they're yep. they're total feaster famine. These guys, but you know, it must hurt. You're actually the second highest scoring team this week. So mm-hmm. you would have been anybody else apart from yep. the Wolfpack, but you lost 236 to 224. Um, and it's between you two guys next week for the final buy spot. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it's never nice when you're second high scoring team and you lose to the top scoring team of the week. Um, but I take, I mean, I'm what, 8-5. and five. I'll either end up 9-5 and five or 8-6. and six. I'll be in the playoffs, no worries. Um, do I want to buy? Yeah, of course I do. Um, 100%. Be nice to win this week and him to lose. We're one on one against each other this week, so it has to go down to other factors. Yeah. Um. Overall in the season. Um. But I, being a second sort of high scoring team, I've got Chase back, which was really big this week. Yeah. And uh, I looked at my wide receiver room, and I've got Chase, Diggs, Brown, Waddle, and Garrett Wilson of the Jets, who's turned it on. So I've got five receivers fighting for three to four spots. Um, Burrow and two of my quarterbacks, my running backs, yeah, not as great. Who have you got, who have you got as running backs? Uh, Chubb, Etienne. We, oh yeah, yeah. Just don't you forget Etienne. Again. Yeah. Don't forget him. Swift, who's come back from injury, and uh, Sanders, who's like feast or famine. I, so I, I look. The, the only way I'm going to win the league is my all my receivers do what they did at the start of the season when I was like three and zero and knocking the points out of the park. Yeah. So, um, but I'm feeling good. My receivers are all healthy, and I've got choices to make, which is good. I'd rather have that than injuries and bye weeks. So, um, yeah, don't true. mind. Well, look, yeah. don't get me wrong. I want the bye. Didn't get it. Well, it doesn't look like I'm going to get it. But um, I'm feeling okay about it actually. And this week is a big matchup for uh, 
Mr. Uh, Paul Redden, the Musketeers. Yeah, it is indeed, and it's you know, and, and it's interesting because you know you say that next week because we've, we've kind of mentioned the Wolfpack reigning champs, um, you know, doing doing really really well, and uh, suddenly coming into form again, hitting you know two hundred twenty plus scores more often mm-hmm. than not. They've got the Alligators this week, you know, the yep. the, the, the ultimate buy of bye weeks. Yeah. Uh, whereas you've got Mr. Radden. Yeah. So let's come on to that, shall we? First of all, let's review this week. Um, for you, for you, Paul, and um, you know, taking a taking a little loss, um, which yep. um, is, is never good, especially against the Renegades. Um, and I'm fucking furious at you for it, but you know, we'll we'll, we'll come on to that. Um, but you've got Fitz next week. You're guaranteed playoff, no matter what. You're not going to get a buy. Um, I mean, you've got to be feeling good because you're doing a lot better than you did last season. But yeah, at the same time, hundred percent. Yeah, but on. at the same time, I was listening to some of our old pods this week when you had two first round picks, and we said you better be going seven and zero, and you've not done that. <laughs> no, I've not done that. But that's just you winding me up. I think most of the time. You don't. But no, like no, no. Why would you? No, definitely. Um, funny week. There's really for the first time this week. I know. I know it sounds a bit blase. I didn't care if I won or lost, but because I knew I'd secured that playoff spot it was a little bit pressure off for the first time yeah um obviously it had it's got big implications uh the game that i had with the renegades because obviously that's kept them in the run um but i'm not gonna lie like losing to the renegades it's like it's like kicking a puppy like, it's like, <laughs> like you can't do it and and the renegades although they beat me i can't be angry with them um because oh. it sort of obviously has kept everything super um interesting in the league so yeah it was a strange one i only lost by three points if I, I mean just like everyone can probably say if i'd have played a couple of players off my bench i would have won quite yeah. comfortably but it didn't happen um yeah it's a strange one lost by three points Teams mm, falling apart a little bit at the wrong time, not going to lie. Um, but yeah, it's I'm in the playoffs. That was my goal. Like after last season, which was atrocious, yeah. I just really wanted to, to to be in the playoffs this season. And uh, and I've got there. And obviously, yeah, I'm going to uh, see how it turns out or, on any given Sunday. I, hold on, let's just let's just call out. You are six and seven in the league. Mm-hmm. Lost the last two. So you're mm-hmm. six and five, uh, heading with three games to go. You're playing me. You've never beaten the Stallions in your three previous attempts. <laughs> never. Yeah. I won't be beating the them. I won't be beating them this week. I've got a bit of a confession as well. I've what? completely cocked up <laughs> with done? waivers. I just haven't got enough waivers to go around. So I, oh. there's no way I can field a full team this what? week. No. Because I've got two defensive players out, I think. Um, and my defensive player on the bench is also out, and I'm not. I'm not going to waver in a defensive player for a, a, a meaningless, meaningless game because, obviously, if I get an injury going into my playoff game, I'm not going to have enough waivers many, left. So how many? Hold on, hold on. How many uh, waivers have you got? Three, three waivers left for the rest of the year. Yeah. Three, three. Yeah. You've, been a bit, you've been a bit waiver happy, bloody hell. I, I'm not going to lie. When I, something weird happened to me the other day, I, I was literally five minutes before red zone. I saw that the Lions had activated um, uh, Williams, our rookie, who is meant to be like lightning quick wide receiver. Uh, he's coming back from a very nasty knee injury, 
And I and I went on waivers and just signed him straight away. I just thought he's going to come in and he's just going to hit the ground running. He could be the reason that I, I win in the playoffs. And I think he had like one snap in the game. And I think I might have gone like a season early on that. I mean, that's, um, that's, that's, kind of, that's kind of a Brock Purdy type story all over again. You Going for yourself. Yeah, I think I might have got a little bit. The, the Lions fan took over me there a little bit. So that could have been a bit of an error. Yeah, it could have been. And, and I hope Steve, uh, the manager of the OBS Wolfpack, is listening because, in effect, what uh, Paul's saying is that he's throwing this week. I'm yeah. not throwing. I want to beat the Stallions, trust me. <laughs> it'd, be just... even, it'd be even funnier if I beat them with men down, but I, I can't see it happening. Well, sorry, sorry, one man down. And that's bad management. For someone who, on an earlier pod this year, you yeah. yourself arrived and said, oh, I plan... I pl- oh, here comes a Paul Radden impression. I plan out my <laughs> uh, draft. I make sure I don't have too many people on buys. And then uh, we get to the final week of the season. What do you have? Well, Too many people on buys. Oh, yeah. the waivers left. I've not done it properly. Listen, yeah. let's. Shall we listen to Eeyore? Go on, let's get Eeyore. Yeah, on. go on. Let's let's hear what Lino the Renegades had to say. Hold on, it's a minute long again. Lino from the uh, Renegades here. Uh, looks like I've got a victory. Looks like it. It's a narrow one. So we've all seen what happened with Broadwood, and he's constant complaining. Hopefully. Uh, Musketeers and Radbull will be a bit more um, accepting of it and not be harassing the NFL to change their stats. So fingers crossed it stands. I think this means the playoff dream is still alive. Head-to-head against the ball bags. Well, I need to win. that make it one apiece. Um, so I'm guessing it's going down to points scored. So I need to win by a lot, probably. So I'm probably out, but I'd rather not know and hope mm. that the journey continues. Uh, please, with uh, my pickup of... Uh, Perrine or Perrien or whatever he's called, uh, the backup running back for the Bengals. Uh, lost my QB early on, uh, Lamar Jackson. Uh, so, yeah, and my backup QB, Mariota, is on a bye. So I am going to struggle. That is good news. First, first of all, I hope we're all still awake, bless. Um, but... <laughs> P. Ryan, that's who he was looking for, P. Ryan. P. Ryan. Yeah, and yeah. actually P. Ryan played brilliantly this week. You know? yes. But he's right, Lamar Jackson... Got injured as well pretty early yep. on. Yep. Uh, Mariota's on a bye, which is his other, um, which is the quarterback at the moment. And they say we're we're recording this on Wednesday. I've just checked Lamar Jackson's day to day. Is he going to pick up Baker Mayfield? That's what I'd do. No. Oh God, no, no. Why would you pick up Baker Mayfield? He doesn't know the playbook, and he's awful. No, we've I covered this. I think he's already picked someone up. I think yeah. he's in the WhatsApp. No, I think he's gone. Yeah. Um, Cousins. Kirk Cousins. Yeah, Kirk oh, Cousins. Okay. Another, another, another talisman. Oh God, what's wrong? <laughs> this is why. He's, this is why Lino has got five hundred points less than the top team Barry rankings. Best in Grizzlies this yeah. season. Yeah. Five hundred points less than a league leader. Because he's picking up Kirk Cousin. And can I say also, there's an unspoken narrative running through the whole of this year. When Lino comes on the pod or drops one of the voice notes, what is it with Lino and names of players? <laughs> <laughs> oh, who's that, pl- who's that, who's that player? It all, start, oh. it all started from, who was it in the first episode? Burrows. Justin, Justin Burroughs. Justin Burroughs, he called him. Yeah. And then it was um, uh, the Patriots quarterback, um, Zappa. Uh, <laughs> and Brother then, Frank. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then exactly. Then there's this one. Pretty much every other week, he's got a name. He goes, "Oh, I don't know that name. What's that name again?" Like just, <laughs> and then guesses it wrong. <laughs> he came top of the table last year. Who's to say? But listen, oh, that leads yeah. me very on to the final match, which I'm leaving my team to last because, quite frankly, I want to strangle every fucking one of them. Um, the 
Byfleet Sharks running out victorious against the Benali Ballbags, 223 to 193. I was predicted to win this match by some distance and then end up getting battered by, by 30 points. Um, my last week hero, Michael Pittman from the Colts, um, couldn't repeat it and was just absolutely shocking this week. What it means for the league is that I've now lost five in a row. No, six in a row. I'm lying, six in a row. I've never done that before. We had the pod after week seven when I was five and two. And I remember saying to you, Fitz, oh, well, you know, you and me, we're clearing the playoff places. This will be no bother, blah, 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 blah. Mm. I've not won a match since then. And what it means <laughs> is that suddenly I'm under threat. I'm playing the Renegades this week. If he beats me, he's on the same record as me. Yep. And it comes down to head-to-head. That means we'll have beaten each other once each. Yep. I beat him by 18 points in the first match. So in yep. effect, he's got to beat me this week by 19 points or more. And he will take the playoff place. Tasty. Uh, I win- am... Winning in. Uh, it, it, but this is fucking ridiculous. Okay, oh, and, bear, and bear in mind, I traded him for McCaffrey as well. So, I mean, the story's, the story's there to be written. I, I traded McCaffrey for Fournette, and he's got my second round pick for next year. Fournette is, is in this week where he, where he hasn't been for the rest of the season. Um, and it's pretty much a, 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 a job against each other there, McCaffrey against Fournette. So I'm telling you now, Fournette is going to outscore McCaffrey. 50 points, Fournette. <laughs> imagine, 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 if he gets like a, imagine if he gets like a Josh Jacobs effort this week. And uh, I mean, he's playing the Niners and they're the top defence in the league. So you're probably going to be okay. Yeah. But, Brady well, loves we, him, doesn't he? Brady loves Fournette. He's always, he, uh, he gets an extra ship, points where he dumps off them little jinky little, five-yard passes yeah. to him. Yeah, yeah, Battleship Lenny, give him the ball, plows yeah. into the touch, in, end zone for a touchdown. And uh, well, I, I, I personally really want him to win only because, and it's nothing issue, Flem. You no, <laughs> hold on, because if he get you, if he, we've if done he... this for fourteen weeks now, you and me. <laughs> well, hold on, if he gets in and beats you, he, he's the last play playoff team. And if I don't get that bye in that second place, and I end up third, having to play in the wild card round, I will play whoever is wins your matchup. I'd rather play him, right, than you. Because you, your, your team, I think, will give me a hard time. His team, yeah. Okay. That's, so you, that's... So you, want, you, want to, you want to play the Renegades in the playoff then? Yes. Um, Paul, who do you want to play in the playoffs? Um, well, Realistically, like... you, can't, you can't see Alligator, I... sadly. No, I think I've got Nick. I think I've got Nick. I think that's just how it's going to play out because we're just sort of both middle table. Mm. So, um, And Nick's hit... Hit really good form. Yeah. Really, really good. Last two weeks, he has been scoring some serious points. So, What was your matchups this year against him, Paul? Did you uh, think... we're, we're one and one, but the last two weeks, Nick's like in the 230s, and then he's got Josh Jacobs on fire. Yeah. Uh, Metcalf's having a screamer at the moment, and also Tyreek Hill. He's got some really good uh, – and, and Lamb, he's got his, his playing well. Cowboys scoring yeah, again, loads of points. Again, that, that's someone who I said a few weeks back, the CD Lamb, I think, will be the worst fantasy pickup. And then, lo and behold, what's he fucking done? I, I think Sharks are the underdogs in, in, the, in the whole of the, whole of the thing. Yeah. They're, they're the Geno Smith of the, of the playoffs. <laughs> they're just you imagine under the radar. Someone who doesn't really know how waivers works getting to the final. Amazing know, would that be? That's, that is the purdy story of this league. That is. Yeah, it is. It is. Well, listen. Thank you for that for that roundup. And there's only one week of the regular season left, so that means this is. It's the final countdown. 
Yes, it is indeed. It is the final countdown, the last week of the regular season. And as we said, a couple of games that are really, really important this week. First of all, the one that's not at all. The Bears and Grizzlies against the Bifleet Sharks is on this week. Doesn't really matter. Both teams in the playoffs, very definitely tough. As we've mentioned already, the Wolfpack take on the Alligators and the Musketeers take on the Stallions. That's got very important uh, resonance for who gets that second buy spot. But undoubtedly, what is going to be game of the week is the match to decide the final playoff spot between the Benali Bobags and the Reading Renegades. The Bobags just need to win. The Renegades need to win by 19 points plus. I am not going to sleep on Sunday night. That is for sure. Uh, thank you very much, gents. And as always, here endeth the review of this week's Fantasy Football League. Right, Flem, thanks for that roundup. And but one thing of AOB this week, guys, I want to throw at you and... Um, this week, uh, we've been running our league, for those who are listening and, and caught an episode or two, uh, probably would have picked up. We've been running our league for uh, over a decade now, about 11 years. Unbelievable. Um, I know, unbelievable, right? 11 years of this shit. And um, uh, four of us have been in the whole time. Two of you came in two years ago. Two came in five years ago. And a few people have come in and out. But yeah, 11 years. And at the moment, it's in a good shape. Eight-team league might go up might in the future to 10 or 12. But at the moment, that's where we are. First time ever next year, for the first time ever next year, we're going to have a live draft. Yep. Now, we have always, always in 11 years done online NFL sort of bot system, log onto the website. And in the last couple of years, we've all been on Zoom or Teams chatting as we've been doing it. The first few years, we didn't do that at all. Everyone was just hunkered down in silence at home, probably sweating. Um, <laughs> next year, we've all and I can't believe this actually happened. Next year, we've actually agreed a date where we can all make it and actually do a live draft. Um, what are your thoughts? How, how do you feel about it? How would you are you going to approach it differently? Have you given any? I mean, look, we're not even into this season yet, but I'm almost as commissioner and as a manager and a player and love fantasy. I'm so I'm more excited about that than these playoffs, and I don't I am know why. Absolutely buzzing. Look, my favourite part of fantasy football is the draft. You know, I I absolutely love it, and I normally get really really depressed at the end of it, and that's fine. But um, to actually do it in person with each other, and we'll get a board and all that kind of stuff, and yeah, look, we'll have to input it all into the the, the system afterwards, and, and yep. do all that, and that'll be a pain in the arse. And I reckon somebody will get something wrong, and then it'll all go fucking horrible, and then you know Barry will have a hernia, and you know whatever. Um, <laughs> but but I mean, it's got to be good fun. Of course, it's got to be good fun. You know, we've never done it before. I'm going no. to get dressed up in my three piece suit. I'm going to have my sunglasses on. Um, I'm going to, you know, possibly, possibly get a club tie made. That's what oh. I'm thinking about. I um, That's a or, nice touch. That's or, a nice or, touch. Or I, might, or, I might, or I might even get a club jacket, you know, some, something like that. You know, I'm, coming, I'm, I'm or, or, or coming club colours, like is your suit and tie and shirt, the whole thing got to be and, your... And bear in mind that this time next season, I'm going to be totally rebranded as well. So that could be the first appearance of the, uh, the new Pentland Pumas rebranding. Oh, uh, Pentland Pumas. Yeah, it's going to be good, man. It's going to be are you, good. Are you, are you, so okay, you you got to get you're gonna get yourself a new mascot. You might bring yep. your mascot as a lucky Person, mascot. Personally, Puma. Oh, wait, I just made that up. I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, 
Well, you, you probably can't even play that. Um, <laughs> do, 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 do. Yeah, Here comes yeah. Percy. No, yeah, maybe not. Um, Paul, what about you? Yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, I'm really hyped to uh, all meet up. Um, I, I've done obviously two drafts with with the league. Must admit, this is news to me. We're going to have a board. Yep. Is this how it's going to work? Because well, obviously, we we've do always it? done it. Like, I just thought we were meeting up and then still doing it. On well, our meeting up, iPads. we'll all have an, we'll have an iPad. Yeah, now. because it's like <laughs> there's your team, sort of thing. No, no. no? I, I, wow. I, this is see, this is the bit that's um, this is the bit that excites me the most. Um, a bit of me is a bit like no one has laptops out, no one has phones out. Print out your notes or whatever you want to do, but almost no bot help at all, no computer aids, and it's on your fantasy gut and judgment, like and, you and your see, knowledge. Like a list of the players. Well, that's what I just said. You can print out a list if you want. Oh, but like, okay. Okay. I, 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 I always, I almost want to make it like as a commissioner. I haven't thought about this too heavily, right? But a bit of me is a bit like, oh. I quite like the idea of just like watching people sweat and go, fuck, I've run out of players. I remember. What do I do? Like, <laughs> Bro- Broadwood is going to be absolutely fucked. In fact, so Who the hell is Nick going to pick? Yeah, I mean, Nick, <laughs> Nick, 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 Nick will be picking Podrick Harrington in the 10th round. <laughs> I love oh, that. Yeah, this is going to be hilarious then. If that's how it's going to work, no bot help. I cannot wait. I well, cannot wait. That's a bit that, it's a bit that just jumps at me. I've seen a sort of TV show called um in America it's from years and years ago called The League, right? And it's about it's a comedy show in America about guys who play fantasy well, guys and a woman who play fantasy football. And every season they did an episode on the draft, I think. And some of those episodes, some are funny, some are yeah, you know, hit and miss. But they always do it live, pretty much. And they're not there with laptops and iPads and computers and freaking machine telling them who's the average draft position of players and they're doing it off of their knowledge and i kind of i don't know it really appeals to me i really i mean i, just... I mean in fairness i think i think i agree i think that's a brilliant thing to do but i think what we're going to have to do is add in about 20 more waiver opportunities uh because after week sure. one after week one we'll probably be sitting there going oh fuck no one's picked up justin jefferson yeah, <laughs> yeah. how do you how do you paul you haven't met everyone in the league face to face how do you feel how do you feel about potentially being face to face with the rival Gators, Mister Ewan Broward? The Gators, yeah. I mean, it could be a bit spicy. Um, <laughs> yeah, it should, it should be good. No, do you know what I mean? I think obviously I only knew you, James, uh, when I joined the league, and when I got first inducted into the WhatsApp group, I was like, "Who are these guys?" You know, they, <laughs> there was obviously lots of in jokes. I was like, "Oh, this is this is a bit bonkers." But I love it. I mean, I've obviously grown to to know you guys. Good banter. Uh, yeah, it should be a fantastic, uh, fantastic time. Do you know what I think will well, happen is that we'll all meet up and there'll be a massive group hug. And then <laughs> by the end of round five of the draft, someone will have thrown a pint glass. Um, Barry will have stormed off in a bad mood. Yes. Um, and uh, Broadwood will be claiming some form of conspiracy. Yeah, yeah. he'll be claiming collusion. I definitely agree with your prediction, Barry. Be the one who complains about something. It's not gone right. Um, yeah. I'll tell you what I've noticed, right? Just just quickly about the draft. I, only having done two. But at the beginning, we're all sort of, yeah, yeah, we're having a good old chat before it all starts. And that timer's <laughs> counting down. And then, boom, it's like the clock. You're on the clock. And then it goes really quiet, except... For you, James, and you, yep. Flynn. Yep. You two are the only two who talk mm-hmm. more or less throughout the draft. 
Barry chips in with the odd, yeah, that's a good pickup. And Lino sort of mutters to himself little bits and bobs. <laughs> Nick is <laughs> confused. <laughs> yeah, it's, but to do it face to face, surely it's got to be, it's going to be pretty lively. I think it would be completely different from, yeah, from look, what I mean, I've experienced you, you so see far. That. It's quite funny. Fitz and I, before, you know, because that was just, just when we were starting the pod, and we talked about live streaming the draft. We thought, oh, that'll be really good. Let's put it on YouTube. And then we kind of realised, that's fucking nah. boring. Yeah, no one like says anything except YouTube. <laughs> nah. I, saw, I saw someone else's league do that, and it was, yeah, pretty much fucking boring, and people yeah. just chatting about And you think it's good, and it isn't. But yeah. I, I think this has got to be... And we haven't... We don't get many um, listener questions. Uh, we had a couple early on, and then it's gone quite quiet. So I, I, for me, guys, if you've managed to listen to the pod this far through... And you've you don't have to have done a live draft, but if you have, great. Fire us your ideas. I'd love more ideas about what we should do. Record it. Don't record it. Just what we should do in our league. If you've done something in your league that you've done that's you, you know unique, different, interesting, funny, I, I just would love to hear um, you know some questions, some ideas from people who are doing their own fantasy leagues about live drafts. And and Lino in particular, didn't he meet some people doing a live draft earlier this year, right? So yeah, it's he that ran kind into of in a pub randomly, yeah, yeah, in Shropshire or something. So yeah. it's like this is the kind of thing we want. Um, so if they if they want to drop us a line or do give us any ideas, Flynn, where do they do that? You're getting good at this now, Fitz, aren't you? What a fucking segue that was. Beautiful. <laughs> um, the best way they can get in contact with us is on social media. Uh, we are on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. All of them at Tight Ends Pod. You can email us. Uh, the email address is tightendspod, all one word, at gmail.com. I hate people who say all one word. Of course, it's fucking all one word, isn't it? What <laughs> you put spaces in an email address. Yeah. Um, but it's tightendspod at gmail.com. And, of course, tell your friends. Give us a rating on uh, Spotify, on Apple, on cast or wherever you get your podcasts brilliant thanks for them um no folks i think we've run out of time this week uh let's see how the last week of our regular season goes phlegm you'll either be in or you'll be out by this time next week we will know exactly how it went by the tone of my voice exactly uh paul thank you for joining us see you folks bye-bye